This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Monday, January 10th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nelly. Here's today's headlines. AFBF got to have trade agreements. Newsom to release budget proposal today and court weighs pesticide cases. Newsom to unveil new budget proposals today. Governor Newsom is issuing his January budget proposal today, setting the framework for negotiations with lawmakers that will last through the final budget passage at the end of June. For agriculture, some of the spending priorities will not be a surprise. The current budget, finalized in October, has several two- or three-year funding commitments for climate incentives programs, owing to a budget surplus too massive to spend in a single year. Healthy Soils is set to have $85 million this year. A program for upgrading ag equipment, meanwhile, will gain another $150 million, and livestock methane reduction, $48 million. Two programs farm advocates argue need more funding to meet state air quality goals. The state passed a $15 billion climate package last year, and the administration is planning another major announcement on this today. Infrastructure? Well, with an anticipated $31 billion revenue surplus, an election year, and a ballot proposal for water shortage gathering signatures, many in agriculture and water management are pushing the state to boost spending on canals and reservoirs. Mill tax makeover? Well, pesticide control advisors will be watching if Cal EPA again targets the state's mill assessment on pesticides. Cal EPA Secretary Jared Blumenfeld took heat last year from an ag commissioners and the industry for slipping a mill tax overhaul into the budget. The Senate later blocked the proposal but agreed to fund a study on a proposed tiered fee system that based on toxicity. Newsom calls for $2.7 billion in COVID spending. Leading up to his January budget proposal in 2021, Governor Newsom teased out several major packages through press conferences and tours. This year, the only teaser was a weakened announcement of $2.7 billion for the continuing COVID-19 response following the rapid spread of the Omicron variant. Nearly half of that will go toward testing as thousands of students and teachers wait for results following a holiday spike. More than $500 million will help combat vaccine misinformation. Nearly the same amount will support frontline medical workers as staff shortages mire hospitals. Keep in mind, the governor introduced a $5.1 billion drought relief package ahead of the May revision of his budget proposal. While the focus has been on the climate package, resource secretaries will likely address the drought at a stakeholder call later this afternoon. American Farm Bureau got to have trade agreements. The American Farm Bureau Federation's annual meeting is underway in Atlanta, and the president of the nation's largest ag group is keeping the pressure on the Biden administration to deal with supply chain disruptions and remove barriers to U.S. ag exports. Speaking to reporters at AFBF's annual meeting yesterday in Atlanta, Zippy Duvall said AFBF is pushing the administration to negotiate a Phase two trade deal with China 
and consider rejoining the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Agreement. In a pointed remark, Duvall said, quote, agriculture goes a lot deeper than just being about climate. Farmers need inputs and reliable infrastructure, and we've got to be able to deliver those products that we sell outside of our country, and we've got to have trade agreements to do it, he said. Now, looking ahead, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack will address the convention today. There will also be a recorded message from President Biden. For more on this week's Ag Policy Agenda, you can read our Washington Week Ahead at agripulse.com. Duvall touts climate efforts in annual address. President Duvall used his opening address to the group's annual gathering to discuss the organization's efforts to shape climate policy on Capitol Hill and through the regulatory process. He focused on the organization's advocacy on issues ranging from working with food companies on sustainability targets to the group's long-running involvement in efforts to define what constitutes a water of the U.S. That involvement, he said, means producers can, quote, be recognized for your achievements and treated as partners. In particular, Duvall says two coalitions AFBF co-founded that Farmers for a Sustainable Future and the Food and Agriculture Climate Alliance were being recognized as leaders in discussions that shape climate policy. FACA in particular, he said, has established principles and made policy proposals to advance voluntary market-driven approaches. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Glyphosate arguments on tap in appeals court today. The Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals is hearing arguments today on whether EPA's registration of glyphosate in 2020 is legally defensible. Groups including Rural Coalition, Center for Food Safety, the Natural Resources Defense Council, and the Center for Biological Diversity allege the agency failed to consider the cost to farmers of resistant weeds and harm to endangered species. They also say EPA lacks evidence for its conclusion that glyphosate, the active ingredient at Roundup, doesn't pose human health risks. EPA says its, quote, evaluation of human health risks was thorough and it reasonably concluded that glyphosate was not likely to be carcinogenic to humans, including to occupational users. Commodity groups representing corn, wheat, soybeans, sugar beet, sorghum, and wheat growers CropLife America, the Agriculture Retailers Association, and American Farm Bureau Federation, as well as Monsanto, are all backing EPA. ITC, U.S. farmers losing out from Mexican cucumber and squash imports. Some U.S. farmers would be earning a lot more money without the competition they're getting from Mexico. That's according to a pair of studies produced by the International Trade Commission at the request of the Trump administration. During an average year between 2015 and 2020, U.S. farmers of summer squash would have likely seen revenues go up by about $16 million in the absence of competition with imports from Mexico, one report concluded. Now, the other analysis showed that U.S. farmers would have seen revenues rise by about $31 million in the same scenario. Well, here's today's He Said It. 
It's the biggest limiting factor that agriculture has standing in front of us. That AFBF President Zippy Duvall on the shortage of ag workers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Monday, January 10th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Nally.